Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. This is our 117th podcast episode. And today you have Jessica and myself, KJ. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk some parenting stuff. We haven't done that in a while. Mm -hmm. It's time to revisit it. Yeah. So we are going to share a tip for how to remain calm when parenting. That will come later in the episode. First, we wanted to just chat with each other about some things we are currently enjoying in parenthood. Mm-hmm. Because I oh, feel yeah. like, you know, you go to social media, you go to the internet, and there's just, it's a, just a lot of problem solving. Problem solving. Yeah, it's like how to make parenting easier. Yeah. But there's not a lot of like, oh my gosh, my child did this and I love them so much. Yeah. Even though that that is happening but that's not really what you're getting you know yeah it's more of like make sure you reset your house every night so that you're not stressed in the morning which is also helpful but not as fun you know yeah so we wanted to talk a little bit about the fun side of parenting and maybe you'll get some ideas of things that you can do for a little more joy in life and in parenting Mm -hmm. so jessica what's bringing you joy in the parenting realm right now this summer oh this summer um number one we can go outside amazing Mm -hmm. um a few things that have brought me joy lately number one we recently went on a trip to the great north which is alaska i don't know if they really call it the great north but it is northern they should northern to me (laughs) so that's what i call it and i before in the this is hard. In the winter, we bought <laughs> rain suits for the girls when we went to Oregon. As you KJ should. now lives in Oregon, so she knows. Yeah. So <laughs> we took them to Alaska, and you guys, <laughs> kids running around in rain suits is mm. just 10 out of 10, just the best vibe in the whole world. Just so cute. Ours are bright blue. We got stopped all the time because people loved them so much because I also love them. And I just was like, thank you. They are the cutest humans that ever existed. You're right. So I recommend that Mm. for parenting in the summer. If you're like KJ and you live somewhere where it rains or Alaska, something like that. Yeah. That doesn't really exist where I am. So so we're more in like the swimming vibe, you know, which is wonderful. Um, Some other things that I'm really loving about parenting right now. So my twins are starting to talk, which is so fun. They're starting to like learn about each other. And so now whenever I ask them to do something they don't want to do, they, they just say the other baby's name. Like I should make her do it first. So I'm like, I'm like, girls, it's time to go eat. Lottie will be like, Kate. And Kate will be like, Lottie. (laughs) Just like blame each other and like try and force the other one or like it's time to change your diapers and Kate's like Lottie 
Lottie, Lottie, Lottie. <laughs> and I'm like picking her up and she's like, Lottie, Lottie, Lottie. And she gets like more frantic. But it's so cute because they're like learning that they now are like connected and that they can then push what they don't want to do onto their sister at this age. It's so funny. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. And then the last thing that I'm loving is we did create a mud kitchen mm. this year, Chef's which kiss. is, yeah, it's just wonderful. Uh, we just went to like a thrift store, you know, bought a bunch of crap and I had like a table. This is, this is what it's actually look, worked out as. I had an extra play kitchen and I lacquered it. So it is now safe to be outdoors. Mm. An entire play kitchen. My kids have not touched the play kitchen that I painstakingly <laughs> lacquered for a whole day. <laughs> Instead, they just used the coffee table for our like section, like our seating, you know. They just use the coffee table as their mud kitchen and they do everything on there. So why did I spend a whole day lacquering it? Who knows? But whatever. Maybe they'll come around to it someday. Yeah. It is cute to look at. Yeah, it's not functional. Wasn't worth my time. I'll say that. But truly, the mud kitchen is worth your time. And all you need to do is go thrifting, get some whisks, get some bowls, some saucepans, some muffin tins, and then give them mud and some water. And you're set. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Mine is like so simple. Pupils are like complicated and so beautiful. And you might think that mine is because I do have like a, a full actual kitchen out there, but that's not the part they care about at all. So really, yeah, it is so nice. And I 10 out of 10 recommend and like truly just like bringing them like dripping mud into the house. Like I kind of hose them off outside, but I just take them right up to the bath and it is just, just the most summer thing that I could yes. do. You know, I love it. And I mean, honestly, you put them in those rain suits and then have them play with their mud kitchen. And then life is even better. Oh. They're cute in rain suits and they're not dirty at the end. So there it is. I need to start combining this. Yep, you know? trifecta. Um, yeah, trifecta. I have been working yep. on a mud kitchen as well. I'm just lacking a few key ingredients like a surface, like a table, uh, and mm, a yeah. water dispenser situation. Um, yeah, we I, just use the actual hose because we yeah. got a water dispenser, but then... They don't use it, so. Okay, good to know. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I had found one uh, at our local grocery store, and when I went to test out the spigot or whatever, mm -hmm. I broke it off. Oh, well, it, it was, was not long for this world anyway. <laughs> situation. They did not make me pay for it, but I was like, "There's no way I'm buying this for my <laughs> toddler." Yeah, I'm that's not gonna it. last. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but I have all the like whisks and things just out there on the ground, yes. and he plays with yeah. them in our water table, and it's fine. So see, and you're set. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. yeah. Have you done your yeah. fairy garden? Um. So my fairy garden is a work in progress, guys. Mm -hmm. Um. My parents bought this like really cool wood playhouse that you can kind of set up any way you want like you kind of build on it and so I'm lacquering that but you have to flip it and lacquer the other side so mm -hmm. I haven't gotten to that yet and that I did buy some this is a great story I bought some fairy furniture <laughs> I opened oh. it up and it is so small like you oh, can't no. like put like an action figure on it oh, it's no. smaller than that <laughs> I was reminded of this wonderful episode of the show the middle yeah, where 
the mother is like, honey, I found a $50 table on Facebook marketplace or whatever it is, you know? And she's like, I'm going to buy it. Like, I know it's a big splurge for us, but we deserve a new dining room table. This is a big deal. (laughs) She gets it in the mail and it's for a dollhouse. Oh no! And that's how I felt when I opened it. I was like, how is this not big enough for a fairy? It was marketed as a fairy chair, but it's like for like a teeny, teeny, tiny fairy. So, and I had already opened it all. So I'm just keeping it, but um, I will be buying new fairy furniture for my fairy garden. My, the girl, the reason I'm doing a fairy garden is because my mother-in-law has a beautiful one at her house and the girls were obsessed, my two-year-olds. Yeah. So they loved it. So I have to continue on that. They're going to be really into it once it's done. Those are the things that I feel like bring me joy. Mm-hmm. while also bringing the kids joy you know it's good to find those yes things. it's a fun project mm-hmm. yeah yeah uses mm-hmm. a different part of your brain putting everything together totally yeah and then I'm like out there playing with it because yeah. they don't really you know and yes. so I'm like well, that's fine because I can I can set this up all day long it's so fun yeah you know? so oh man something that's been bringing me joy Um, surprisingly, honestly, was I started trying to involve my toddler in the chores that I am doing instead of trying Mm -hmm. to like distract him with things like toys or whatever so that I can get things done. I've just been bringing him along, like help me Mm -hmm. with the laundry. And it has been just the cutest, funniest thing as he puts one article of clothing in at a time. Oh, Mm -hmm. we need to wash this t-shirt. We need to wash my pants. You know, it's been what you should know about KJ's child is that he does not (laughs) stop narrating his life ever. So when you think like he's just like thinking that, no, he's literally saying with every article, I'm sure, like my shirt, my pants. Like, I can't believe he never stops talking. It's amazing. yes. Yes. So it is really fun. Just hearing the narration and then um we have been making um protein bites you know like the protein Mm -hmm. balls or whatever um i've been involving him and helping me make those and i've rebranded those as cookies oh yeah he asks me Mm -hmm. for a cookie and then he gets to pick a protein ball out of the container And it Mm -hmm. is, I don't know why that's bringing me so much joy of like, yes, you're getting some protein. This is going to keep you full. I mean, I, he's, has not historically been the best eater. So I think you're like, yes, please like a big win and joy. And, um, so it's just fun. It's fun. Like having a little buddy doing Mm -hmm. kind of like the day to day things with me and he makes them fun and not monotonous because it's just kind of, he like thinks about it differently and acts differently about it every time so Mm -hmm. that's been fun so cute and then the last thing um just eating lunch outside I feel like lunch is the hardest meal of the day for me Mm -hmm. with children I never know what to make myself and then I never know what to make them and so I feel like when we just eat lunch outside my my son thinks it's like a picnic every day and we just have snack foods and it's mm-hmm. wonderful and easy, and I don't have to think about it. And everyone gets fed under the sun. <laughs> win, win, win. Yeah. You know? 
So uh, getting some been, outdoor time. Yeah. Just all the things you need. It's just know? fun. So yeah. Yay. Parenting. It is fun. We love it. We're rebranding. We do it. love it. We're rebranding it. We're taking it back. It is so fun. It is so fun. They're just so funny, you know, truly. They are. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And so, yeah. Oh, go ahead. You can lead into I, this because I feel like. This yeah. Is okay. Your, so, your guys, thing. let's talk about this. So we're talking about a concept that we've mentioned earlier on the podcast, which is to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. So this concept comes from CPRT, Child-Parent Relationship Training. When I was working full-time, I often did child-parent relationship training with people. Um, And basically what you're doing is you are teaching parents how to do special play and how to connect with their child outside of therapy. So basically teaching the parent all of the skills they need to be the therapist and do special play at home. We have an episode on special play with the playful nest. So that's like earlier. We'll link that in the show notes in case you're like interested in that type of therapy. But we're just talking about this one concept today. So the idea is a thermometer and a thermostat have two very different functions, right? So a thermostat is to read the temperature and then adjust accordingly to whatever temperature you really want it to be at, right? So, oh, I'm reading that it's 100 degrees, but you have me set to 80 degrees, so I'm going to cool things down until they're at 80 degrees. So, a wonderful function, which we all very much appreciate in our daily life, right? Then we have a thermometer, which just reads what the temperature is and then stays at that temperature. It just is what it is, right? And so it's basically saying like, hey, it's 100 degrees. And you say, oh, it's 100 degrees. I guess that's what it is right now, right? No adjusting. Yes, exactly. So when we apply this to parenting, let's start with our thermostat. Nope. We're going to start with our thermometer. So a thermometer is a parent who will react to whatever is happening by joining their child at that temperature. So if a child is acting like 100 degrees, we'll say that's maybe they're whining, throwing a tantrum, they're angry, they're upset. That parent is going to read the situation and say, oh, wow, it's 100 degrees in here. 
okay, it's 100 degrees. And that parent is going to react and join that child at the 100 degree level, right? So I'm yelling back, like, you need to stop. I'm yelling, like, we don't act that way. You need to go to your room, whatever it is that I'm saying. I'm just reacting in a way to get them to stop, but I'm joining them at the temperature that they're at. A thermostat parenting style. I don't know that's how you say that, but you know what I mean. If we're going to be a thermostat, what we would do is we will respond to the child's behavior and the parent, the child's so-called temperature. So if we come into a situation, the child's at 100, they're yelling, they're screaming, they're upset, they can't control their emotions, they're having a huge outburst. What we can do is see that outburst and say, oh my gosh, my child is having a really hard time. I'm going to stay at a cool 80 degrees and I'm going to help bring my child down to where I am. Also, 80 degrees is not cool. I'm realizing right now. (laughs) So maybe we're going to want to bring them down even lower (laughs) to like a nice 72, Mm. you know? And so that's really what you want to be focusing on is like, how do I stay a 72 so that I can bring my child down here with me and help them regulate and calm down instead of joining them at a hundred, right? I want to be a thermostat who helps them regulate and who shows them how to regulate and then co-regulates with them, which means I see your emotions. I see that they're very heightened. I'm going to help coach you through the coping skills that you need and help bring you down to a nice level where we all can then really deal with what's actually going on instead of dealing with all these extraneous behaviors, right? And it's because it isn't like, oh, I just calmed you down and now you have no problems. It's I calmed you down and so now we can actually talk about it. We can actually give you what you actually need, whether that's like, okay, well, you've been whining, but you're really just hungry or you're just really angry because your friend hurt your feelings. And so we need to talk about that. Or you're yelling at your sibling, but you're really mad at me because I said you couldn't have this. And so we need to figure these things out, you know, like getting to what the underlying actual need is. Yeah. So KJ, the question is, how do you be a thermostat? Great question. Or how do you guys out there listening, how do we all become thermostats? Yeah. So I guess the idea you're presenting in this wonderful visual is acting, not reacting. And I have had to learn that as a toddler parent. Um, So the thing I do is I don't respond immediately. And that's for me personally. You can tell me if this works for you too. But uh, for me, if my son, you know, flips his lid, he's at 100 degrees, there's a huge tantrum. I have to like take it all in for a second and just be like, okay, check in with myself. How am I feeling in this moment? And then deciding how to respond. And sometimes that means I still take like 30 seconds or more (laughs) to Uh just kind of either it's like finishing a task or whatever I need to go into the situation more calmly than maybe I would have just being triggered by the sudden screaming Um, obviously if he's like in danger or something, I respond immediately. But if I know it's like, I've been trying to get him to eat lunch for an hour and he wouldn't do it. And now the tantrum's hitting 
and we're yeah. going to, you know. Um, so yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I just check in with myself at first and then decide how I'm going to approach it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the most helpful thing is to pause before you respond, right? So instead of immediately joining them in that behavior, in that intensity, you take a second and say like, let me figure out what's going on. So I always ask just the the most basic questions, right? Are they tired? Are they hungry? And for my older child, has she had significant screen time? Mm-hmm. And are they overstimulated or understimulated? Yeah. So those are the things that I ask. I don't think there's anything beyond that, but there probably are things beyond that. So if you know what they are, let us know. We'll, we'll let other people know. But I just want to check in like, okay, is there something bigger going on? Right. And almost always, if I can identify like, well, she's just hungry. It really helps me not be so angry that she's having a big reaction. And I say she, cause I only have she's right. So it is like, okay, well, she's really upset. She's whiny. Oh, I'm checking in. I'm not responding to her until I've checked in. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, she's been at a friend's house all day. She's probably overstimulated and just needing a break. So then I would then come to her, respond not to, oh my gosh, you have got to stop screaming, which is something that I do say, which I know that I say, because my four-year-old now parrots it to the younger sisters. <laughs> so I know that I say, oh my gosh, you've got to stop screaming. But I know that that doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. It has never one time stopped the screaming. And it doesn't when my four-year-old says it either. So I'm just like watching her like, honey, that's not going to work. And I need to remember that myself. But I come to her and I'm like, not like, hey, you need to stop screaming. I just say like, hey, do you want to come sit on the couch with me and snuggle? Let's just calm down for a few minutes and then we can talk about what's making you upset. Or I just say like, hey, I can see that you're really, really mad about X, Y, Z. And I'm staying calm and I'm noticing what she's feeling and I'm validating it. And she can be as angry as she wants. That is the rule in my house. You can be as angry as you want. You just can't hit. You can't say mean things, you know, like there are lines. But if she wants to be really angry because she's overstimulated from being at a friend's house, I say, okay. And then I log that away in my brain because the most important thing about being a thermostat is to hopefully not let the temperature get to 100 by preventing it from getting there, right? So next time I'm going to say, hey, yeah, we can go over to our friend's house, but maybe we're not going to be there as long. Or maybe when you come home, I'm going to right away get you into some quiet time to just decompress. Or maybe I'm going to have a snack waiting when you get home because I noticed that you didn't eat over there. And so that's probably why you were freaking out, that kind of a thing. And so you really want to say like, okay, I'm going to slow down my reaction. I'm going to try and keep my reaction as calm as possible and try to address that real need underneath. And then in the future, I'm logging this stuff away so that I can improve the situation so that we don't even get to that really high temperature and to those really intense behaviors as much as we can because they're definitely going to happen. But the more you can prevent it, the better off your life is going to be truly, you know? Yeah. It's like such a thing about being a parent is like seeing the fires before they get spread through the whole forest, you know? Yeah. I feel like that is the key to being like a really good parent is anticipating what's going to come and you just make it a little bit easier for you to handle. 
Mm-hmm. Like you're just doing yourself a favor and you're doing your kid a favor because they don't have to like have a huge meltdown. But in a lot of ways, you're really just trying to help yourself. <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to deal with that behavior later. So I'm going to do this right now, you know, and I do that a ton. I don't tell my daughters, but a lot of times I'm like, whoa, this was not a great idea. We are never going to the aquarium on a Tuesday afternoon ever again because this is not going well, you know? And I don't say the next time it's a Tuesday and they ask to go to the aquarium. I'm like, well, last time we went on a Tuesday, you guys were a disaster, you know? I'm just like, actually, we're not going today. And then if they want to cry and be angry about it, I'd be like, that's fine. It would be worse if we were having this happen at the aquarium, you know? And so there's a lot of that of like, anticipating their needs, being aware of them so that we can adapt and help them just calm down before it gets to that really high place. Because that is truly what a thermostat would do, right? So if the temperature goes up to 73, that thermostat kicks in and starts calming it down, right? Yeah. We don't want to wait until that child is at 100 to start intervening and to start working on ourselves and making sure we stay calm. Like as soon as that child is starting to escalate in any way, we want to be checking in with ourselves. Like, where am I? Am I able to handle this? Or do I need to maybe like go take a time out first? Do I need to ask for help from a partner? You never know what it's going to be. You know, that's why when parenting, we need like the most massive toolbox that ever existed because you need so many different ideas, you know? You do. Yeah. So if this resonates with you, put it in your toolbox. Like if that helps you, a mental yeah. trick to be like, okay, I need to be the thermostat. Um, and then like thinking ahead, like what's going to keep me being a thermostat rather than a thermometer? For me, it's like I need to make sure I'm fed. Mm-hmm. That's like yes. my number one thing is I if I'm hangry and there's yeah. a tantrum happening, I'm way more likely to snap. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, just like yeah. anticipating your needs, meeting those and your triggers. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. My number one trigger is getting hurt. So like if one of my children hurts me in some way, I, mm-hmm. I truly know that I should just be like, I'm going to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and I just walk away because otherwise I get so irrationally mad at them. Like, how dare you? Even if it was like, a mistake or an accident or whatever. Like my daughter punched me in the face today and I was like, I'm just going to go upstairs. And I just went upstairs because I was like, I am not, I get so mad. And so it's, it's things like that where I used to just be like, Oh my God. You know? And I would just like get angry, like don't hit me kind of a thing. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I'm just going to leave because that is my, like, I can't be a thermostat in that moment. So I just need to like remove myself from the situation. It's just all of this learning of like, what are my triggers? What are the things that I can handle? What are things that I can't handle? And if I said like, okay, when my children hurt me, sometimes I can't leave the situation. What do I want to do in those situations? So I do know that in those situations, I just swallow it down and pretend it doesn't matter. But then every once in a while, I get angry at them. And then who's responsible for cleaning up that mess? Me, because I am the thermostat. And I am the thermostat because I am the parent. And that is my role as the parent is to be a co-regulator with my children. It is not my children's role to do it by themselves. I believe that. It, that is like my number one role 
as a parent is to be a co-regulator with my kids who are just learning how to live life. You know, they have not been here very long. Yeah. And there's a lot they don't know. You're showing them how to do it. Modeling Mm -hmm. is such a thing. Yeah. It's so good. So yeah, next time, just write it on your forehead. That doesn't help you at all. Write it on your child's forehead so you can see it all day long. Like I am the thermostat. It is my job to bring us all down and then notice the general temperature of your life, right? If your house is running at 100 degrees all day long, then you're going to want to like put in some hard work to bring it down like one degree all the time until you're to where you want it to be. You're not going to be able to jump from 100 degrees to 70 degrees. That's just not reasonable. But if you're like, okay, we're we're a 70 degree household, but then every once in a while it gets up to 100. Okay, we're checking what that is. We're trying to prevent it, blah, 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 blah. But you really want to be like just assessing where are we at most of the time? And when is it like, oh, dinner time is always we're at a higher degree level, right? We're always kind of like right on our edge of flipping at that time. Okay, I'm going to get a lot of things in place so that it's not as bad. Or I just recognize my kids are just going to be struggling. It's not a big deal, right? I can let it go and be like, they are so hungry every day at this time. They're going to freak out. It's going to drive me nuts, but I'm going to just try and focus on what I can control and what I can help them with, which is getting the dinner on the table as fast as I can, that kind of a thing. So it's just about being adaptable and making sure that you just are responding and you're not reacting and you're not joining your child because I guarantee the second you join them at a hundred, guess what they're going to do? They're going to go up to 105. They're going to go up to 110. And then all of a sudden you're like, I can't stand my child. This is so difficult when really your child wants to calm down. They want to be calm. It's just they're responding to what you're doing and it's just, it becomes so confusing, you know? And so the more you calm down, regulate yourself and then help your child regulate, the better off your life is going to be, you know? Nice. Agreed. Oh yeah. Take this, go forth. Hope it helps you, mm-hmm. you know? Make it, yeah. make it through some, some days. Yeah. Some days are I mean, longer just, than others. I was going to say just some moments, you know, yeah. if, like you can keep the thermostat cool in the morning. That's like a win. You know, oh, if you boy. can make it a half an hour, wonderful. Yeah. So just like you're looking for those little wins. That's what we're focusing on. So awesome. Well, thank you for tuning into the podcast today. If this was helpful for you, or you feel like it will be helpful for someone else, please share it. Um, And might I ask that you rate the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. We appreciate it. It helps people find us. So, Mm. yeah, we appreciate it. All right. See ya. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search ThoughtsPod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
All original music is composed by Milan Bryich from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.